Welcome to your favorite YouTube channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. And uh, it is still Kayfabe-tober for another uh, day or two or a couple days. Uh, these are your drawing prompts to round things out. What a lot of people are doing are making zines and uh, you know print-on-demand books with all of their contributions to Kayfabe-tober. We encourage you to do the same. Uh, but also, make sure you share the imagery online. You tag us, uh, you at us, and we will uh, share as many of these as we possibly can uh just recently man was the aeon flux as of this recording it was fun seeing a bunch of aeon fluxes flood the uh the social media yeah guys nailed that one we, a lot of weird foreshortening and the stuff you want we are a daily youtube channel and we have more than 1500 videos in the filmography so uh we might have talked about your favorites go to the front page of the cartoonist kayfabe channel give it a search and uh watch those episodes where we talk about your faves uh, the channel is partially brought to you by the Patreon, and uh, there are three levels of support there. Top tier of the Patreon is the King Kayfaber level. They're hanging out with us right now in our live stream recording uh, session uh, as we record these videos, but the other perk is they get all episodes uh, completely edited and produced before anybody else. It mitigates the Kayfabe effect and gives them the opportunity to scoop up the comments we talk about before Gen Pop sees these uh videos jimmy mark miller frank quietly they do it again with uh the ambassadors uh it was super impromptu when i was chatting with these fellas and mark was like hey man want to jump on uh and do a stream uh, right before this thing came out but just uh the stars did not align and we couldn't make that happen but uh excited to give it a glance on uh, the cam right now. It's always a treat when Frank Whiteley, who could do it, be getting paid big bucks doing anything but comics, jumps into the game to uh, give us some more of that visual storytelling that he that he can do. Yeah, and this one's really awesome because you see the credits here, artist and colorist. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's something that we've talked about and with Frank Whiteley about, uh, you know, some of the coloring on previous comics and stuff. So pretty cool to see him like taking that step absolutely man he uncle mark really sold his soul to uh, netflix man gotta get that netflix piece in there cartoonist kayfabe is brought to you by the books that we make out now hip-hop family tree omnibus thank you guys so much for supporting it and if you did not we still have some copies available uh there are two rounds of red room that are out there anti-social network and trigger warnings crypto killers the third in the set is coming out in 2024 in january and uh, X-Men Grand Design Trilogy Trade Paperback is coming to you in November. Another thing that's coming to you in November is the Street Angel Princess of Poverty collection that uh, is the companion piece to Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. Jimmy's been at self-publishing over the course of uh, this past year, the BW Zine 1986 Zine and True Crime Funnies. And of course, Hulk Grand Design is out there on the stands, but uh, not for long. Now that we are done paying the bills, back to the video. Jump right in, Jimmy. And uh, dude, it's, all, it's almost a, it's almost an X Men opening piece. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to, I had to take a look and see if I was reading a new X Men issue number one or something. I read these comics and I just wonder, like, what is Mark Miller giving quietly mm -hmm. versus what is quietly figuring out because his storytelling is exquisite. Absolutely, like, like he, the moments, the right moments to make a panel absolutely yeah like he, he he chooses these things and i think that he labors on that intensely if you watch that documentary 
about uh, about him, where I think he is working on probably like Jupiter's Legacy. I think it's a yeah, Miller project is, yeah. that he's that he's working on, and he's in the script. He's coming up with you know five, ten compositions a panel, just trying to conceptualize the thing. But when you bring it all as a whole, including including the page flips, it's um, there's there's really not too many other people doing it at that level. Maybe John Romita is is at the same storytelling level in in modern comics, but there's a lot to learn here. It's spectacular. And, you know, right away you see some of the color stuff that he's doing. That yellow interiors are blue light, you know, kind of drawing your eye right to it. I'm sure if you're looking at this on the screen, this is what you see are those those pops. Right. And uh, almost color theory. If you had your color wheel here, it's almost your, your complementary colors in those blue and yellows. It's pretty neat. Like, he also does a lot of this modeling, like stuff like the lighting for your headlights. It's pretty advanced coloring stuff. It's not just like flat color, so... Props to that. Yeah, totally. He's he's doing that thing too, man. Where where uh, the far headlight is brighter than mm -hmm. than the one that's closer to the quote unquote camera, and extremely cinematic. You know what? You know what I will say, Jimmy. Looking at it printed up on this paper because I read it digitally. Yeah. Uh, I I do think that maybe Uncle Frank was uh. The color looks different digitally. Brighter. Brighter. Clearer. You could you could Higher see contrast. You, you, you could see more. Yeah. It's almost always the case, you know, like you really, I, I, I think I've said before on the channel for a while, if I was doing covers, I would do two files. Like one would be like, this is the digital file. This is your print file because it's just, it's a chasm between the two. Yeah. So with, with Frank doing the, uh, some of, I guess this is some of his first, uh, his, his first like computer color. Yeah. He may have done some covers, you know, like I, it wouldn't surprise me if he colored some of his covers, but I think this is his first comic color, I think. So, you know, it's the old Art Spiegelman thing. Uh, you know, comic is not complete until you see it in print and uh, a piece like that. And even this, like, it's just, it, this is a very different experience for me, Jimmy, actually. Yeah. A little bit dark on screen too. It's kind of disappointing in, in that way. This character design, I think, is amazing. Me too, man. Like, I stared at that and stared at that this time. Because I would read this a while ago and then reread it this week. And just looking at that, it's bizarre. You know, it's kind of a monkey. It's kind of a kid. It's kind of a monster. Very sentient. Uh, you know, not far from... I mean, if, if he's a monkey, that means we know his strength levels. So, he also has the added domu to him. Where he could psychokinetically teleport shit so he is little billy moomy from twilight zone like you have to be on this little fucker's good side yes yeah and you see this handler guy doing it too like look man put the truck down easy i give you some candy <laughs> you know he's trying to reason with him yeah dude change the palette it's a different scene let's go and i think it shines pretty well here you know like your red plane definitely pops out against your your blue and white sky right even the little bit of darkness inside the cockpit, because the background is light, not a problem. You know, you have your very distinct shapes of your two pilots. I do think that Frank, he's using black in the mixture, and that's, that's what that's what happens. You know, like you could see th this is gray mm -hmm. into blue because there is there is some black in the mix. Coloring is line work. Yeah, a various blues, right? You have depth, depth. Uh, so he's selling depth. This is this is fa fantastic stuff. He's selling depth with line. The Closer up clouds, bolder. Mm -hmm. The further clouds, thinner line. And he's communicating that with with the with the colors that he's choosing for those uh, outlines as well. And then you have your like little contrail type clouds way way up there. 
very observant guy. Definitely. And, and he and he doesn't put like good example right here. Uh, he doesn't put a line down that is meaningless. It all communicates the fabric of the textures or. Uh, man i marvel at this kind of thing it, it's it's what um jeff jeff darrow does does as well where it sells the trajectories of things yeah and i think of both of those guys looking at like otomo and celebrating him because there's another guy who's going to draw all of this right yeah no no hiding anywhere here and now that he's coloring it himself really no hiding i feel like this guy may be supposed to be brian cox uh, yeah, There's a lot of Brian Cox in, in that in that uh, character. These faces are, are fascinating to me too because that face is it's cartooned in a, in many ways. Yeah. But then I don't know. It's very it's very formed. Like it it's at times it looks almost like a real face. Maybe uh -huh. the coloring in the eyes or something. But from a drawing standpoint, it's very much a cartooned. You know, I don't feel like he traced a photograph for it. Yeah, absolutely not. And it, and it is, it is, it's a Quitely face. Like, you point right. this one out specifically. Like, you see this face, you know that it's Frank Quitely. Seeing him do the color on top of that, man, it looks like a lot of extra labor put on onto it. Way more than, you know, a professional colorist would do. They would have, the, like, the little radial blurs and this and that, whatever. But, like, there's so much modeling. There's a lot of colors in there. There's slight pink mm -hmm. at the tip of the nose. You know, it's the kind of pink that, that you could imagine in like a cold uh, setting. Yeah, you can. I almost see it looking at it now, like around the eyes, just a little bit like on your eyelids and the inside of the eyes. And then on the lips, you know, you, you repeat that, that pink and it'd be something like a painter would do. Now this, this, this gets, this gets fun. This comic gets real fun, man, because it, it becomes replace the space race yep. with the race to superheroes and all the conspiracy theories that abound with that, you know, this, this Stanley Kubrick, you know, yep. fake the moon landing shit. Let's do Hollywood uh, creates the superhero as a propaganda tool. I thought, I thought that that was just a fantastic contribution to this comic. And I love this thing where it's like, this is what you see on film. And now let's pull the camera back and see like the whole studio set up. Right. I'm such a sucker for that kind of stuff. And then uh, admitting that they, they couldn't get it right. Mm -hmm. see more of that black and, and, where, and where this is like when you see the digital and and it's rare that you ever hear hear me pr promote the digital version but uh you could just you you see more of uh quietly's labor and i guess it doesn't matter you know it's a dark setting or something but but he did the work right i see that um in movies like that godzilla movie from a few years ago i remember seeing it and being like it's so, it's just black. And then I watched it on a screen and it's like, you know, like on an I, 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 iMac or something, some good screen. And it's like all these different shades of gray, but on a projection, it didn't work. And it's kind of what we get with print versus looking at it on, a, on an iPad screen. Like you just get so much, it's, it's a totally different experience. And I, 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 in this case, I really do think that it has everything to do with the black and the ink mixture for the color. Yeah, probably because you, does. Because you see, you see it right there. But there's like none of it here, in in these other bits. Now clearly, it's two different sequences. I, I do like that he even is thinking about film and and building in like little film scratches yeah. digitally. That's really good. You know, that's a piece of observation. I love the backlit. You know, yeah. like if you're if you step in front of a projection, how that looks. Right. You know, like that glow seems very effective to me. Totally. Uh, guess what? The superhero has been perfected. 
and a private industry. Yeah, uh, of of course, right? So like it's even you know a call out to you know the 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 Musk Bezos verse kind of and not just private industry but non-American. Yes, which is uh possibly a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and we get to see our uh cover protagonist in the mixture here man doing her presentation her, she's doing her steve jobs here's the new iphone type uh presentation and she's supposed to be imprisoned somewhere right so when she comes like through the screen i feel like that's a really nice effect visually there was this effect uh, might even be the wrong word composition yeah you know, just having her come through after the screen looks like it's gonna be a presentation and then nope here i am listening to the tech podcast that were uh when, when when they were sort of brand new uh these guys, the guys from Tech TV, John C. Dvorak, Leo Laporte, like these dudes that used to be on the on the Tech TV TV show, they said that they were at like DreamWorks or ILM at a presentation that where Steven Spielberg like comes out and he's talking to them, blah, 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 and then dematerializes. Like mm. there's some kind of like hologram technology that exists. It's like a zillion dollars to pr to produce but they all like had a story where like they went to this thing and fucking steven spielberg is sitting there talking to them and then he just like fizzles away that's what that kind of feels like to me lost would have those scenes where someone would disappear mm -hmm. and they would not show it they would kind of show like the other people seeing right. it, their reaction and i remember thinking like that's such a cool concept because like if you disappeared right now i am freaking out that's right. the strangest experience of my life and how but how would you show it it'd be weird yeah. to have like oh he just became transparent we've seen a thousand of those in movies right it's kind of dumb but in real life it would be this other thing and i thought lost handled that really well by not showing it right here's our girl in prison and she's got a little phone propped up where she, where she's uh you know watching the proceedings and dematerializes that body into this form so like her mind gets transmitted yeah it's pretty good because i think she's talking about like the time of like transfer right and she's basically that's she's up she's completing it yeah she's uploading uh, as we speak which uh once we get into you know biotech as the years go by like maybe and and and, and the old bot like very very uh sickly emaciated not too much vibrancy like here's here's new bod here's old bod even the hair it's it's a cool detail yeah a little ratty hair. Mm -hmm. thin man it's like brains and stuff coming out oh yeah like if you look close there are little bits that are like shiny yeah yeah he's got a little wet uh-huh we'll get there man and this was her partner who they had it framed her essentially right took that technology thought he was going to do something with it and uh set her up I found this coloring really exciting. I, I think of this as the Frank Whiteley palette. Yeah. Uh, th this is the kind of color that was in that Sandman Endless Nights, except he had a practical approach with that color, with like watercolors or whatever. Uh, some of his, the other color that I see him do is of these sorts of hues. Pastel, very light. It's you know, close to flat, you know, not if very you look saturated. at like, a, like the coats and stuff these guys are wearing, it's almost flat color, not quite flat. I like that that move too, because um, I do a lot of flat coloring. But I like maybe a little bit of not quite flat. I think Fra Frank had, had this hairstyle when when we I think when, you're right. when we were uh, when we chatted with him last. 
Maybe some auto bio here. Yeah, man. I you get a lot of setup, you know, in this issue. So hard to tell where some of these stories go. But the big news is they're superheroes, and yeah. they're and they're not uh, American. They're not under government control. And she's and she's like, uh, she's like creating a game. Like she like she she has the ability to create superheroes, and she's gonna bestow these powers upon people. But you have to be prove your altruism and stuff. And right. and this is where the politicians are like. So you just got to be good. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and that and guy's terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> That's it's amazing. So I'm lingering, man, just so that I can get to that page turn. Can I get, can I get to that page turn, Jimmy? One last thought on these dudes. It's it's the old white men that are terrified by this new idea. And Absolutely. I feel like this is Mark Miller's whole career in, in many ways. This, uh, this looks like George C. Scott as Patton or... There was a Fox TV show in the '80s where where he where he was the president of the United States. Uh, this uh, clearly this is the president, but but that feels George C. Scottish to me. Jimmy, can I turn it? We see we see dudes encroaching. We see guys uh, coming up on our dude, who's reading like a Shonen Jump or something. Yep. Can I turn it? Turn it, man. This is what we came for. Oh, we're not there yet. Like oh yeah, we are. Okay, it's right here. Now when we talk about like the thought that Frank quietly puts into his works. When you look at a piece like this and you look close and you see the shards of bones and you see the face that looks like it just dripped down and the face dripped down beyond the eyeballs and the tongue comes out of the teeth, but the like the exact right teeth as they kind of splay out and get spread out like a hand of cards. Yeah, it's amazing. Be beads of fat with blood on top of them. And I wonder again, What's in the script, Mark? Yeah. You know, because this is almost like the perfect Mark Miller version of Stanley. Like, you gave me the panel. Let me write a dialogue that somehow even pushes it further, describing, like, the, the skull crushing the brain like a grape. Yeah, man. It's, it's really uh, quite, quite a show. So that's one. And then with this one, you see trajectory. Like, you, you see the stuff that Dexter sees. You know, when it comes to, uh, you know, studying the crime scene, you see, like... You know, the, the 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 center of the explosion. You see where it comes out. You see different kinds of flotsam and jetsam. Like you see the liquid, but then you see the chunks, and it's clearly coming from you know a central point. This is great drawing. Yeah, I look at this and I just think like it's. Chris Ware comes to mind because of I think the palette. Mm -hmm. But there's also like it's so mundane, right? It's this guy. It's it's almost a horizontal view of this dude sitting there finishing his his drink, despite the spectacular happening around him. It's so understated in many ways. Right. It's very very bizarre as like essentially a superhero comic that doesn't look like a superhero comic. Right. And one of the best superhero artists who are able to do this stuff where it's like let's play with these bodies. Let's twist them up. Let's cave in a skull, and yet completely different language than what you see in superhero comics. Totally. Mind-blowing stuff. You can see why a bunch of the best writers are lined up waiting to be like, hey, Frank, can you squeeze me in? I've got a script that I'd love you to draw. Of course. And adding color to the, to the palette, you know, to, to his box of tools uh, is, is a fantastic uh, revelation and a, a great new piece um, to, to, to the process. Seeing that he's re he reserved that red throughout this issue, you know, you see it on the girl's suit a little bit or whatever but uh 
Yeah, the red shows up once we get an actual superhero, and then it's like, oh, geez, we have another super. You know, like the su there's a superhero at large out here, and look what he does. Yeah, and you see, you know, no other competitive colors to that red on on this spread of pages. Still continuing that pastel, except he's got that like very like safe ten percent black, ten percent K over top of uh, all of that. How do you do an issue two with a different art team? It's, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's different. So, so it's, it's, it's just following different characters, I believe, yeah. you know, different countries of characters and they, I guess maybe there'll be some intersection or whatever, but I uh, definitely super excited to, I, I, I don't know that we're going to get, put it this way. I think that the Frank Poitley comics that we're going to get with the level of craft and work that he's putting into them, it might be few or far between from here on in. So, uh, you know, this is reasonably new. Got to get it under the microscope. Yeah, I enjoy looking at it. It gives me a bunch more questions. Like, I look forward to talking to Frank next time, he, you know, he comes on um, because I'm very curious about all this stuff. It's a very different model, too. The idea of you're going to spend this amount of time and now you're doing one issue instead of a miniseries or a graphic novel. Um, but a, but a fascinating book, you know, like on its own merit, like, wow. This is, again, whenever we talk about problems with the comic book format, this isn't one of them. Right. You know, I think if you paid your three, four bucks for this, you're getting something special. Nobody's hacking this one out. Will say. Good to go? Yep. Kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new videos are available. We are a daily YouTube channel with more than 1,500 videos at your disposal. We might have talked about some of your favorites, so search for your favorite uh, comics on the front page of the Kayfabe YouTube channel. Hit the magnifying glass, search for your favorites, check out those episodes. If we did not talk about your favorite comics, you have to let us know in the comments so that we can push your faves a little bit higher up on our uh, two read piles and make those uh, episodes for you as soon as possible. The Patreon exists for the King Kayfabers to get all of the videos before anybody else does. Uh, it mitigates the Kayfabe effect. The things that we talk about on this channel, things like uh, the, you know, the Escapo trade paperback, whatever, uh, they become very expensive if you can even find them online at all. And it's always the King Kayfabers who get earliest dibs at those copies by getting the fully produced videos, plus the live stream recording sessions that we do while we produce the videos. Ultimately though, the videos are brought to you by the books that we make. Before You is a good smattering of uh, our bibliography. But we uh, make new comics all the time. So, Jimmy, let the people know what you got. I've been self-publishing lately. I have True Crime Funnies, a collection of three short nonfiction stories. 1986 zine is a celebration of the greatest year in comics history, 1986, looking at everything from Dark Knight to Mouse to uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and their many ripoffs. And the BW zine, looking at the black and white explosion, self-publishing, and small press books of the 1980s. These are all available right now on my website, jimrug.com. Coming up in November, I will have a new volume of Street Angel. Street Angel Princess of Poverty will be out from Image Comics at the end of November. You can pre-order or reserve that one now. It is a companion piece to Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, also available from Image Comics. Together, these two books will collect all of my Street Angel comics that I have created so far and finally, Hulk Grand Design, my contribution to the Grand Design stories, one of the books I'm most proud of making. This thing is out of print at the distro level, which means if it's at your comic shop, scoop it up. 
because it is going to disappear and be hard to replace. Prices are already going up online for these, so if you haven't added Hulk Grand Design to your collection yet, do that now. The Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is out there in full effect. Thank you guys so much for supporting it if you did. And if you have not yet, uh, right at this moment at least, uh, there's there's some steep discounts online that you could find if you don't have a good comic shop in town. 504 pages with about 140 plus pages of additional material. Uh, it's going to serve all customers. The, the people who uh, read Hip Hop Family Tree in the past, you're getting a lot more material to, uh, to chew on. And if you've never seen Hip Hop Family Tree before, like now is the time. We're generating a new readership with this uh, latest Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus. Let's sell it out before uh, 2023 closes out the calendar year. I think that's a noble goal, and, and we're uh, more than 75% of the way toward that goal. Not the only holiday piece I'm having uh, come out in 2023. There's going to be an X-Men Grand Design Trilogy trade paperback uh, coming to you. It's going to include all of my X-Men Grand Design works uh, in one handy uh, package. It's going to be the size of a comic. It's going to be smaller than the Hip Hop Family Tree size big books, but uh, that is coming to you in November. Red Room has been the focus for the past couple of years. There are two trade paperbacks out right now, uh, the Anti-Social Network and Trigger Warnings. Third's going to come to you in January. It's called Crypto Killers. And uh, right now, I am serializing my daily strip uh, exclusively to my Patreon. Uh, it's going to—it's called Switchblade Shorties. It's going to be coming out January 1st, 2024. But you could uh, get a leg up and, and uh, check out those comics before they see the light of day to Gen Pop. Plus, I uh, do streams every now and then here on the kayfabe channel producing new uh new comic pages and new new strips for that series so thank you guys who have been uh, supporting that let's keep that rocking uh the books are the absolute most important part of uh keeping cartoonist kayfabe sustainable uh to the point where jimmy and i could uh, collaborate and put these videos together uh, there are, however, some other ways to support uh, the channel. Jimmy, let the people know. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, hats, stickers, and more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video. All good ways to support the channel. Give them some marching orders, Jimmy, and we'll be on our way. Read more comics.